passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a problem with what's going on, you boys. Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking NFL Week 5 picks and predictions, best bets, prop bets, all that. But before we hop into the video, please do us a favor. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. It all means the biggest the biggest to us. And also drop a comment, some games you like, some games you're betting on, anything you have for Week 5, drop it down in the comment section. But as always, these are your hosts for the show. I'm Paul. Pick them, win them, Concha. I got my shot poured up. Who's with me? Yes, sir, Ski, man. You already know. It's your boy, Kev. Water boy, it's your boy. You feel me? A.K.A. the Padon Phil Ivy. It's, it's Saturday, man. Go crack a bottle with the P.Y.E. boy while we talk some football with y'all real quick, man. Yeah, yes, sir. Man, before we talk at all these picks and predictions, we got to recap Thursday night football, which some people are labeling the worst football game ever played, the most boring game ever on prime time. no touchdowns scored through – Five, almost five whole quarters of football. What did you see out of this, Kev? A lot of cooked. <laughs> so a lot of motherfuckers that look cooked, kid. I'm like, God damn. And I don't think – I'm not sure about the Colts. The Colts might be a bad team. But I don't think the Broncos are a good team. I think they can get better. But resting them is just not clicking. Communication is not there. Not hitting your dudes in stride. You're missing wide open dudes. You're hitting. I don't know if it's your second or third read, but you're hitting dudes when there's another person wide the fuck open. Like when he threw the pick, there was a wide the fucking open motherfucker on the side. And he threw the pick into where no none of his people could have got it. Really, it was double coverage. Uh, Richard Sherman almost had a heart attack because he was he was run the damn ball. You're up. Three minutes left in the game. Four minutes in the game. Run out the clock. Kick a field goal. Get the give the Colts a minute a minute less to, to try to tie the game when they haven't done shit all game either. Game was pretty shitty, man. Hey, and uh, one of my big things is Nathaniel Hackett in the post-game uh, thing, he did say, like, I, I chose to kick a field goal from 64 yards week one. Everyone booed me. So this week, I was going to make sure that Russ had the ball in his hand. Like, y'all can't – basically, he was just like, y'all can't blame me. Y'all wanted Russ to cook? I gave that motherfucker the, 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 the whole kitchen, and he then I ended up getting burnt. No, and it's interesting because like you would, this team was supposed to be one of the reasons why the AFC was so tough this year, and I feel like this team can figure something out and get a little bit better with it. But as of right now, their offense is atrocious. Their defense has some great players, I think they and they have playmakers like Cortland Sutton, that stiff arm on Stephon Gilmore. Disrespectful. Like you have you have ballers, Patrick Satan, baller. Like y'all got ballers on both sides of the ball. You feel me? But at the moment, that offense is embarrassing. Yeah, I'm just gonna do a quick tout. If anyone was trailing the props I gave out, we went three and one. Michael Pittman had a few passes broken up. If he would have just made one more catch, it would have been looking good. But shit, and then the bonus lock of under forty three, never a question. That shit was we rode that lock fucking all the way to the bank. And uh, a couple things to note on the teams, cornerback Ronald Darby and left tackle Garrett Bowles, is they're both out for the season for the Broncos now. So you took an L, and then now you also – like your third-string corner and your starting left tackle both out for the season. That's not – that's going to be – that's some more hiccups along the way. They got hurt in overtime? Uh, Darby, I think, got hurt early, and uh, the left tackle, I think, was like halftime ish, third quarter ish, when he got hurt. Hey, and uh, Matt Ryan throwing an interception, never had to worry about that. We didn't, oh, yeah, low key, we didn't speak on this enough, but this coach offense is so bad, it's genuinely probably some of the worst shit I've ever seen. Like, this is, I don't think they're exaggerating to say the most boring game of prime time. I don't know about all time, I haven't seen every prime time game, but like, yo. These two offenses are so atrocious that I don't see an upside on either side at the moment. Yeah, and one thing I want to point out was uh, I was hearing the rumors of ever since Russ got two hundred and fifty million, he doesn't want to put his body on the line. He's not trying to run. He's not trying to get like get hit. He's not doing QB sneaks. 
and it was really apparent on that fourth and one for the game right there in the red zone and overtime and and instead of instead of taking the QB sneak for the easy one they uh they went into like a shotgun formation like they wasn't even like putting him under the, the thing right there the short goal line shit so I just don't I don't know like if Russ's biggest when Russ was cooking was because he was able to extend plays with his legs run around throw some deep moonshot really be electrifying now he wants to be a pocket passer slice and dice and i just don't think that's that's not him Mm. so yeah like we'll see if they figure stuff out but at the moment they suck yeah only that they have both these two they got going with their defense right now they're both defenses are phenomenal defenses hey let's check Shaq Leonard still hasn't played more than one, more than like three quarters. Yeah. Ah, right, but we spent way too much time on that boring ass game. Let's get into the picks for this week. We've been cooking up something. That boy Kev is riding the three and zero in his locks and dogs. Maybe we can carry it over. And stay tuned for the end whenever we make our best bets and props and our locks and dogs. First game on the slate. We're going back to London, where the Packers take on the Giants. Packers home game, technically. Packers is favored by eight points right now. Daniel Jones, I believe, is going to play, even though he's banged up. So that's a, at least they have a quarterback going out there. How do you see this one going out there and the, over there in London? Man, I'm going to let you say that stat that you said last week. This is the first London game that both teams have a winning record and first time ever where the, the league leading rusher currently is going to play in London, which is Shaquan Barkley, and first time an MVP is going to go play in London, which is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, they need to send Pat Mahomes to, to London. That's all I got to say. London, you know London want to see some Pat Mahomes. Need but it. this is um, interesting how they got, how they went about this game because they had nine home games this year. So they took one, so they said, fuck it, let's send one of those games to London. And this is the Packers' first time ever in London. So this is going to be like a show out. This is going to be like, they left, I want to say they left Thursday. Mm-hmm. So like this is going to be interesting to see like how they maneuver. But I'll keep it a buck. I don't see too much in this offense at the moment. I think this offense can win games. I think they're improved, proven to prove. But I don't think they're Russell, they're on Russell Wilson. Dang, they're almost called Russell Westbrook. Because like, motherfucker, they're not like Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. And them. But this is an offense that, um, is still figuring out their identity, and this might be a, a good defensive game, and hopefully it goes like that. But I just think it's interesting that they don't get the buy after this either. That's everybody's kind of elected not to have the buy no more after the running game. Fun fact: This is the most expensive tickets on the slate. Then, so the second cheapest tickets are the Bills. Lowest tickets available: one hundred and eighty-five dollars. Packers Giants lowest cheapest cheapest ticket going. $470 over there in London. Mm. Them boys One. show out. 470 for some nose boots. Yeah. See, I I agree with you where this is offense where it's been kind of stagnant lately, but I just think so the Giants have a bottom five rush defense and with the Packers, like Aaron Jones, he's been having really big games. A.J. Dillon, he had one big game. He needs them to have another one. And I think this is the game where because I was telling you before, like forty, this is the Packers are trying to run some 49ers esque offense where they want to they want to dominate by running the ball, but then that makes the life easier for the quarterback. But when your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers instead of Jimmy G, you can be really be dangerous if that's the case. And I just see a big run game for these Packers offense, and I think Packers are going to come out and put on a show for them, London boys. Giants, on the other hand, the only thing that makes me kind of think it might be kind of close is the the Packers let Ramon Stevenson, Damian Harris, and the Patriots offense run all over them last week. And that's what the Giants will do if if they if you give it to them. But I'm leaning Packers. I mean you can't I mean I doubt you're going the other way, but there's this is Aaron Rodgers' first game in London, baby. He's gonna run the uh, DMT. Uh, the DMT dad. I'm definitely rooting for the motherfucking Packers. But um I think this game is has chance to be a little closer. And make um Aaron Rodgers a little uncomfortable in London, but the Packers have got to hold this down and get this W. No drop balls, no drop touchdowns. Facts. 
Next game on the slate, biggest spread of the weekend. The Bills at home taking on the Steelers. And I could be wrong, but I believe the Steelers beat them last year, like week one or two, when everyone was riding the Bills heavy. And like, so maybe it's like a revenge game for a like last year, y'all beat us this year. And Kenny Pickett's official NFL debut. How do you see this? The spread for this game is 14. Like, this game, if they the Bills don't come out far all cylinder, fuck them boys up, stop the run, and force um Kenny Pickett to make mistakes on defense. Ken Dorsey might break some more motherfucking iPads. Like this game is their game. To, this is a get back game. They've had some couple um not they just haven't looked unstoppable for um for the last five out of eight quarters in the games that they've played. So this is their chance to really sit down, drop a million points on the motherfucking Steelers, and continue on their um title championship run that they're about to go on. No, I can see it. And uh, I just want to see – I mean, we're both riding the Bills. One thing I want to say before we go into the next game is I just want to see is Kenny Pickett better. Because I, what I saw from him was he looked pretty good. He didn't look like he was afraid of the moment. He Like, yeah, his three interceptions, but literally two was – uh, went through, went through Chase Claypool's hands into an interception. Went went right onto Pat Farmuth's chest and then into the defender interception. So those aren't on him. And then the hail mary to try to like get the game back to close at the end. Like so, outside of that, like I haven't seen him make too many mistakes. He was ten for ten before that. So I I just think he, like let's see what these receivers look like. Let's fucking find out. I got Deontay Johnson. I need him to eat. Yeah, me too. I'm playing the same thing, brother. Uh, next game, the Browns are hosting the Chargers. Browns are a home underdog. Chargers favored by two and a half right now. Browns might lead the league in home underdog home underdog games. Shit, they they just don't is they just keep undervaluing this team. I think, but I don't know. Also, because. One thing that keeps me kind of afraid is just the Chargers. I think Chargers are the better team, but there's just so many injuries right now. Uh, Lynn Slater is out for the year, left tackle. Their backup left tackle didn't look too good last week. And Miles Garrett will be back. Uh, Keenan Allen is out again. Um, what's the the JC, JC Jackson still banged up? Bosa, not Bosa, Cleo Mack. So, like, they just have so many injuries right now. I just think they're the better team, but the injuries kind of scare me away from them. What about you? Um, I think they're a better team. I think I probably if the Browns lead the league in home underdog, I probably lead the league in picking the Chargers. Like I don't know, <laughs> uh, there's something about me that picks that feels like they every week they can make something shake. But there's a lot of injuries on this team. They kind of got back after being the fuck out of Texas last week. So this is another get back game, especially after the ass whooping. I'm still that's not about ass whooping they got from the Jaguars. Taste in my mouth, you feel yeah. me? So, but I'm rooting for the Chargers on this one. I know it's gonna look scary because of um because the defense be giving up shit because David Pierce had a good game against them and Rex Burkhead had a great game against them last week. So Nick Chubb, who scored a hundred, who's had 110 rushing yards. And four out of five games is most likely gonna have another good game, and it sounds like when he gets tired and they put in Kareem Hunt, the good game shall continue. So motherfucking, I think the Browns are still gonna run all over them boys. I'm hoping the Chargers can make stops and create turnovers. Derwin James is a monster back there, but yeah, I got the Chargers on this one. Go Chargers! I was leaning Chargers, but I don't know if we'll have many differences on this card. And this game is a toss-up to me because I could see the Browns controlling the time of possession with the run game and don't give the Chargers. And when Herbert makes mistakes, it's usually when he's, like, losing in the game, trying to bring his team back. But when he's in the lead, it's all smooth sailing. If Browns can make it dirty I, at home, give me the dog pound. So let's go. I think they, Jacoby Brissett's not, has not looked bad. I mean, where the fuck was this Jacoby Brissett when he played for the Dolphins last year? Because this is not the same man. Hey, man, he probably wasn't fucking with um, old boy either, your old coach. Flores? Yeah, yeah I wasn't. Nobody was fucking with his ass. Nobody wanted to throw for his ass. Our next game on the slate here, 
we have the Bears going to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Vikings are favored by seven and a half, a whole touchdown. I think the Bears are bad, but to give the Vikings up an entire touchdown is kind of wild. No, I agree. Also, like, it's non-prime time Kirk, though. So, like, this is when Kirk typically looks pretty good. And at home, he typically looks pretty good. I'm just so big on Justin Fields sucks trained. That's something I can get off of it. Bro, you said Justin and sucks. And I was like, this nigga did not just say something about Justin Jefferson. Like, something told made me think that you just talked about Justin Jefferson for a second. We almost jumped through the screen. We almost had to have a gritty contest right now, right here, right now. Oh, shit. And I'm not gonna lie, my gritty is pretty terrible. You can tell I don't score enough touchdowns. But um, Zach Wilson might have a better gritty than me. But oh, that's shit. what I expect to see all motherfucking Sunday is gritties all over the place. But the fact, the way Justin Jefferson torched Marshawn Lattimore last week, yeah, I don't see anybody who could guard him. Well, they do oh, have well, one. No, no one on the Bears can guard him, honestly. They don't have that scheme. Yeah, so like, I'm expecting Kerm to have a field day. Adam Thielen to be involved, KJ Osborne to be involved. The Bears are the worst run defense right now. The Houston was the worst, but after last week, the Bears are now ranked at the worst with like 160 yards given up. So maybe Dalvin, this is the Dalvin Cook big game we've been waiting on. That's interesting. So we'll see how that shit goes. But yeah, if you don't have the Vikings on this one, you're a dangerous man. Yeah, and a hey, biggest thing also, Bears lost their left guard, who's the best graded lineman on their offensive line. Big reason why that run game was working. And without him, I just don't see this. Like the only thing you had was the run game. And without him, it might be kind of hard. It's not like a little Herbert from hit the bench. <laughs> Next game, finally a close game on the spreads. The Patriots at home versus the Lions, everyone's favorite team. Patriots. Are starting Bailey Zapp. Oh, the Browns and Stars is only 2.5, right? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. But yeah, the other games we've been talking all 8, 14, hey, 7. And a half. I looked at the fucking shit. I was like, yo, Paul, what's the spread? Because these, these look kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, these are big numbers I'm seeing. Yeah, these are big numbers. I had to go sit down and find out what the hell is this. But um, this is actually going to be an Instagram interesting game because we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. The Patriots are nice. What do you think how this game goes? Because I know they're gonna Patriots gonna run this motherfucker like a motherfucker, but that might not be enough. But these games, these that might not be enough. But are the Lions gonna let Bailey Zap torch them on defense, or is motherfucking Jared Goff gonna um figure out how to Jared Goff and Jamal Williams in that offense can figures out how to score um another thirty five points this game and just leave the Patriots down in the twenties. Hammer all Bailey Zapp's overs, okay? Hammer them all. This Patriots defense, not Patriots, this Lions defense, bottom three in pass defense and bottom three in rush defense. They're laying up the most yards. They're laying up the most points. They it's like not, not just the Seahawks game last week, but every week that they played somebody, each game, like the Vikings put up, what, 28 or something. The Eagles put up 35. Every game that they've played, they've let up a lot of points. So, like, Yes, the Patriots don't look too good other than the run game. I, I'm big. I, I I wasn't too big on, like, I, Bailey Zapp might be the best quarterback over there, bro. Don't quote me on it right now. But the way he looked and coming out of call, I know he has the deep arm talent too. So, like, I just want to see how he looks in this Patriots offense because they're known to make rookie young quarterbacks look good as long as they can follow the scheme. And with this, with this Lions defense, it's not going to be hard to follow the scheme. And I think the run game is going to fucking just, just they're just going to run it all over them this game. They were like, I'm like, I could see fucking 200 yards of rush, rushing offense by this Patriots. And Bailey Zappa <laughs> needs to make the, the easy read. And I like them just a game where you run it, you run it on 35. Like, it's be one of those games. Time of possession might be like 40 minutes Patriots, 20 minutes Lions by the end of this game. It's going to be one of those. Bill Belichick, he's just, he, he doesn't lose to bad teams, especially bad defenses. He will scheme up a game plan to win. Yeah, that's why I do not know what's going to go down in this game. I want to root for them. I want to root for my Lions. They got the three points. Hey, they're banged like up it. too, though. They uh, uh, Amon St. Brown, 50-50. Uh, Swift is going to be out. DJ Chalk, the second wide receiver, is out. 
So they're still facing those same the same injuries on offense. So we'll see. We'll see. What do you make in your pick here? I want to take my Lions. I'll I'll take the Lions on this one just so I can be split with your ass. Uh, I'm taking. Yeah, we. You do need. Everyone needs to find a couple dogs on these cards. They're not hard. They're not easy to come by this week. Next game, we have the Saints at home hosting the Red Hot Seahawks. Or people are talking about Geno Smith MVP conversations. How do you see this going? I think this is an interesting game because Geno Smith put up 300 in the last two games. He's kind of feeling high. He's riding high. That was oh. unheard of. <laughs> oh, I thought you. I thought you was going to tell me that he's actually dropping 400 in the last two games. I was going to say, God damn. But um, he's been active. He's been he's played against two teams that been they've um, wanted to shoot it out with him. But the Saints probably feel kind of shitty right now after that double joint loss in London. They let Jay Jettas go all off on him. So unless they don't scheme this correctly, they should have Geno Smith running out of the pocket, feeling uncomfortable. Because Cameron Jordan, I hate him, but he's a fucking monster. So I want to see how this goes because the Saints, the Saints might have to cool down the wrap there on Steve real quick. Even though fuck the Saints. Andy Dalton will be starting, and I just think Andy, uh, like everything I said about the Lions about their defense. Seahawks are in the same boat. They're bottom five in both ends. Uh, Andy Dawn looked pretty good. He just makes fast reads, and their offensive line is terrible, but the Seahawks are, like, bottom three and, like, creating pressure. So I just don't see – like, if you can't create pressure on a bad O-line, Andy, they might look pretty good. Like, Olave is a weapon. Michael Thomas is out, I believe, but Jarvis Landry is going to be back. Olave, um, Kamara is probably going to play, and – that rush defense is terrible, so Kamara might have a big game as well. I, I, I'm leaning with the Saints here only because Geno's been balling, and it was against two back-to-back really bad defenses. And when he, when the Seahawks played the 49ers like week two, they lost 27-7. to And I just believe that like the, the, the Saints have that defense to be able to, to show, like, oh, why, this is why Geno Smith isn't a top. 10 quarterback like they're just gonna expose this this kind of offense that's been red hot against bad teams no that i think that's a big thing and if dennis allen lets geno smith eat on him they will not they're, they're i'm solidifying that they're taking third in this division because this division is close as fuck right now everybody's you know, the winners no i think the, um we're both everybody's tied at 2-2 right now so and uh if if i'm wrong and geno does cook and the and the Seahawks win, and they put up twenty four points. They look good on offense. I'm I'm going to retract what I said, and the Seahawks team isn't fluky, and they're actually a, a pretty good offense. That's interesting. If it goes down like that, I doubt it though. But DK has been on um, DK and on um, Gino have a little something going on. So we'll see if they can make a shake. Our next game, we have the Jets hosting the Dolphins. Dolphins favored by three and a half right now. I mean, you know where I'm riding. I think our our low key, we have a really good interior defensive line. Um, Christian Watkins has been ranked top ten by PFF. Zaire uh, has been looking really good. Uh, I just think we're gonna be able to stop the run game. Zach Wilson isn't gonna be able to do it himself. We beat them for, like four and zero in the last four since Zach Wilson's the starter. Uh, we're just we're gonna cook them. Like I, we, we own the Jets, and we always do. And I just see us, even with Teddy Bridgewater, bro, Teddy, Teddy covers. That boy's going to cover again. I like that. I remember when we, um, when we had um, our um, – before we started the podcast last year, and I think that was one of the, the, the – that or the origins of that name coming on, on the podcast came from. Like, he does consistently keep him where I gets under, under um, developed. I know, especially when he used to play for the Saints, I swear every week he was doing something, something just enough to keep the game close. So I'm taking the Dolphins on this one. Tyreek Hill literally looked at the reporter and said, bro, I could, I could put in work. I, I get 100 with you at quarterback. What you mean? Don't matter who's down, I'm still eat. So I respect that. I think this team wants to win for Tua. They're over here talking about changing the concussion protocols and everything like that. So like, this is just unnecessary hate. That's all on one of the probably one of the most unnecessarily hated players in the league right now. So 
I think this team's going to come in fired up, ready to do something. So, yeah, I got to take y'all over the Jets. But if y'all lose to the Jets, y'all will have to single-handedly fight me one by one. <laughs> hey, well, I'll be ready. Uh, next game, we have the Bucks at home facing your Falcons. Bucks second biggest spread of the week, minus 10 right now. Kev, give me your case. Man, oh, no, no Kyle Pitts and no Cardell Patterson. And no Giselle Brady, nigga. Fuck what you heard. Uh, <laughs> uh, motherfucking fuck them niggas, man. I've been watching niggas all motherfucking week. Tom Wilson. Yeah, man. Tom took family of football in his motherfucking bio. So these niggas finna be a mother. Man, suck my dick. Motherfucking fuck Tampa. These motherfuckers is gonna play out. Um, This defense is gonna come through and they're gonna be fucking relentless. They're gonna be livid. But our Falcons O line has is, is a top 10 O line this season. So let's see if we can guard Marcus Mariota. Let's limit the turnovers, which is not likely because that motherfucker is a turnover machine. And this is, Bucks team is very known to gang your face, make you uncomfortable, blitzing on third down. Damn, Darius play is nice. But um, I want to um, – I take my team with the 10 points, truthfully, because that's a lot of fucking points. And I think we can keep this game solid. And I don't know if the, their receivers are back yet, but – Let's see what. Let's see how this game turns out. I'll be rooting for us. I want to beat Tom Brady once. I've never beat this man. I want to beat the nigga once. I will say Falcons have been scrappy, but the one thing scares me: no Patterson, no Pitts. Bucks D line is their their best thing, and I love Mariota. Like I've been on that with talking with you before, but that this D line I think is gonna create some havoc. If this is this is this might be the game where Mariota gets hurt. I'm not calling it. And I'm not hoping for it, but I think there'll be a lot of hits. A lot of big boys in his face. And, hey, Godwin and Evans are back together for the second week. That only helps. Like, like uh, Brady's starting to get his receivers back. Fournette had minus four yards. I expect him to bounce back. Like, you don't you don't see back-to-back games like that. I expect them to give him the rock, give it to him early. And if, if there's any any time for the Bucks to look good, it's this game. And if, it is, and if their offense struggles this game, it stopped. I want to stop hearing about oh Brady's gonna get it on get it right. He's gonna get it under control. No, all right. This has been five weeks. After this week, I'm done. There's no more. I'll wait around. Like okay, your defense will carry you. Welcome to your Peyton Manning years. Especially with the Sunday night football loss that they went through, but um, it's just a bunch of confusion over there. I'm hoping that we capitalize on that. Todd Bowles not being in practice one day. Um, this is a bunch of unnecessary bullshit as reporter shit. So I'm just hoping that goes in our favor as well, even though that usually doesn't matter. On the money line, you putting it on the Falcons, baby? For your money yeah. line pick? Okay, make sure. Yeah. Ah, Big I'm, dog in the house. That shit barking through the roof. On the money line and the motherfucker spread. I'm, put, I'm betting the house and the car. All right, on to our next game. We have the Washington Commanders hosting the Titans. Titans are minus two, minus two and a half. The line keeps moving. Um, I'm going to shock some people. I'm going with Washington Commanders this weekend. Uh, biggest reason is because, yes, Washington looked bad back-to-back weeks. Everyone's going to talk about how he got sacked so many times and how they haven't did anything. Well, first two weeks, Wentz was putting up over 300 yards of offense. Back-to-back weeks, he had the Eagles and the Cowboys. Two great defensive lines compared to that old line. The Titans are, do not have a good defensive line like that. Um, their old their old lines banged up. I think Washington also had uh, not Washington, but Titans also have what is it a bottom a bottom five pass defense. So I expect Wentz to have a big game. This is gonna be a week where we're talking about Carson Wentz looks pretty damn good, and I expect him to throw all over this team. And Commanders low key have a really not really good but a good rush defense. They held. Zeke to 49 yards on 15 carries. Miles Sanders to 46 yards on like 14 carries. Swift to 56 yards. Jamal Williams to 53 yards in that same game. And James Robinson to 66 yards. I love Derrick Henry and all, but I just think if they, I think commanders will be able to stop the run. And if you stop the run on the Titans, they can't do much else. And they'll be able to pass the ball against this bad Titans defense. That's actually a great point. I'm kind of upset that you took that because I was going to use those low key as a sleeper pick. Motherfucking those on commanders because I don't like these Titans team because they only do what they do in one quarter. 
they don't look great the entire game. Their defense doesn't look magnificent. I think they just have a good drives back to back. And then once the defense adjusts, they kind of can't really figure it out after that. I don't think this is another good team. Like, and because you dropped the, the, the stats about the motherfucking running defense, I'm like, oh, I really don't trust Derrick Henry in this motherfucker. I like the motherfucking commanders in this one, especially with the points. I was okay thinking about taking them as my dog of the week. Me too. I have them, I think, as my dog of the week. I, I just really like Carson against this bad. They don't have to, they don't, they can't rush the passer and they don't have the corners to be able to play good, de- like defense. So I expect him to ball. And then Colts fans are going to be loud. We let go of Matt Ryan for him. But like, I mean, we let go of Wentz for this guy after Wentz balls out this weekend. That's going to be funny. But I'm waiting on it. I, I'm actually looking forward to that. Both on the Commanders. That's our dog of the week right there. Lock it in. Next game, the Jaguars playing the Texans. Jaguars are at home. Jaguars are favored by seven points. I don't think I've ever seen them favored by a touchdown in a long, 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 long time. That's a lot of points for the Jaguars. What is their rush defense like? Are they, the rush defense isn't all that, is it? Uh, they have a pretty good D-line right now with Trayvon Walker up the middle. He's actually came in really good as a rookie defender. And um, I can't remember the other defensive type. They had I want they're middle of the pack. I won't say they're great, but they're they're playing pretty good. And they're pretty young still because they got their their Josh Allen. What do you play, linebacker or DN? Uh, who? Their Josh Allen. Jack, Dunk, oh, defensive. Yeah, he he's the end outside linebacker. He does a little bit of both. And then Devin Lloyd out of Utah has been a phenomenal rookie. I really liked him coming out of Utah, but. Ah, shit, seven points is a lot, but we're making money line picks. Always gotta remember that Houston's worst rush defense uh, or second worst r- rush defense. They're allowing like 150 yards per game. I expect a big game from James Robinson, Trevor Lawrence. I think this like he's gonna look good again this week. Yeah, no turnovers. I think it'll be a lot less turnovers. And Davis Mills holds the ball way too long. Things gonna look very good in the quarterback comparison. I low key expect a shootout. Like, similar to the Seahawks-Lions of last week, I expect this game to be, like, 30-27. And I think Davis Mills might show up here. But I don't know. I, I, I'm i taking the Jags. I mean, the Eagles beat them. They had five turnovers, only lost by eight. That's always good to remember. I can see this game going the same as the Vikings and Saints game in London last week. Like, it's a vibe. It's a big deal. And then, motherfucking, it comes down to it and somebody misses the field. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went down like that. Both Ryan, the mighty, mighty Jags will get it done, taking first in the AFC uh, the AFC South if this happens, if they win. I low-key low forgot to bring this up during the Thursday night game. So, they blocked a punt. They blocked a field goal last night. Is there any stats on how, what the fucking special teams, is it like, I've never seen this many. That was the hardest thing to do in Madden, even though it was only take like one, it would take like one second. Like, you're always like one second off this close off. What the fuck are these motherfuckers doing to be making these plays on special teams like they are? They got playmakers, bro. Like motherfuckers, make a Fitzpatrick one help win a game off the of special teams. Like that's insane. Hey, that's just good coaching. I'd love to see it, man. They're putting their bot, they're putting their ballers back on special teams. Like I remember, the Steelers are always dangerous because they will put Troy Polamalu back there. Like you see what he did to Pat McAfee, ass motherfuckers. Yeah. So it's just so interesting. But on to the next one. Our next game, and I'm happy you brought up the block block field goal because I expect a block punt in this game. The Panthers are hosting the 49ers here. 49ers <laughs> favored by six and a half. 49ers might have the best defense in the NFL. Bosa's leading in sacks. Bosa's the highest graded PFF. He's he's just he is a difference maker. Someone I saw someone say, "Hey, bro, you just take the Panthers' offense." Don't let the 49ers play a single snap of offense. And you take Panthers offense versus 49ers defense. I still think 49ers is favored in this game. Just because they like Baker's gonna make mistakes. They're gonna we're gonna see turnovers. We're gonna see sacks. We're gonna this is gonna get real, real ugly. All I gotta say is I know how to pick defense in fantasy. Because every every draft I was mad as fuck because I would pick defense early. I'm a person that likes to pick defense early, so like. Every time I'd be, I'd be like, but how the fuck does somebody pick the Ravens and Bills before me? But in both fantasy leagues, I got the 49ers and the Broncos. 
Eagles. Nice. 28 points last night when he trashed over that trash ass game. And I was so upset. I wanted to be upset, but the 49ers scored 37 points last week against motherfucking um Matthew Stafford. So against Baker Mayfield, this defense is gonna wreak havoc. Yeah, Fred. They still got Fred Warner, right? Yep. He like motherfucking, you got these playmakers and ballers. Baker's gonna look stupid. I like Baker to throw like 144 yards and like three to three on um, three picks. Possibly a fumble. Christian McCaffrey might be able to be decent, but they're going to be keen on him because he's the only thing they got. So this is going to be a very slow, ugly game, but it's going to look because the, the amount of plays that I made on defense is going to look good if you're a 49ers fan. And I will say, I think Panthers defense is still going to look good. They're really one of the most slept on defenses in the league, and it's only because their whole team as a whole is bad. And Trent Williams is still hurt, and I believe the, the backup left tackle 45, 49ers got hurt last game, so now they're on to the third stringer. So I do expect Jimmy G to also see some of Brian Burns, some J.C. Horn to get in there, but as, as a whole, this 49ers team, this, they're going to make their defenses that much better. And Baker, this is a revenge game. Baker, when he was on Oklahoma, famous, his most famous thing in college, when they beat Ohio State, he went, got the Oklahoma flag, waved it around, and stuck it in the middle of the Ohio State O at the middle of the field, uh, pissing off everybody. Nick Bosa was on the Ohio State team, and he openly does not like Baker Mayfield since that incident. Nice, nice. Hey, look, <laughs> Nick Bosa, but Nick Bosa might get three sacks this game. He might be on some TJ Watch shit. He might. We might see Sam Darnold because Baker has to lead the game type shit. What, what Nick Bosa might do. <laughs> Next game, we have the Rams at home hosting the Cowboys. Cowboys 3-1. and one. No one would have seen this. Cooper Rush still undefeated. No one can tell him shit. How do you see this game going here? Is the Rams at home finally getting it together? I think the Rams at home do get it together. But I think this is going to be a good game. I think this is going to be Cooper Rush. Kevin Moore is going to go deep in his bag to keep up with the offensive prizes. Um, the offensive powers of Sean McVay. But it's this defense to me because the defense is the best thing they got. And they got playmakers on defense. Michael Parsons is always going to be disruptive. So I feel like there's going to be lots of times where Matthew Stafford looks crazy during this game. There's going to be some three and outs, not three and outs, but there's going to be some stops on third down. That's going to be very critical. But I like this um Rams defense to win them the game. Even though they – what? how many points did they let Jimmy G score? I think they put up like 27 or 20. They put up a good amount of points. Yeah, I think they're embarrassed. Oh, they did throw a pick six also. Yeah, so I think they're embarrassed about how they let a team that only scored 11 points against the Broncos um, to win, like, drop so many of them. I think this defense steps up. Yeah, I think this is going to be the week that the defense after nobody step up, play good games, and while the, while the somebody's make plays. So, yeah, this is going to be the Rams bounce back at home. What do you think? you think this is even going to be a home game for the Rams? I think it'll be a home game for the Rams, but I am on the Cowboys for this game, mainly because Mika Parsons and the Marcus Lawrence, this, this, uh, this defensive line has been just absolutely phenomenal all year. And Rams have probably one of the worst old lines right now. Ever, like since um, Whitworth retired and they bring in new people, fucking rookies, it just does not look good. I think we could see – and Matthew Stafford, here's one of my lock prop bets. Like, he's going to throw a pick this game. He's thrown six already. Like, he's going to throw He's gonna throw an interception. And Tavon Diggs might be on the end of it. We might see the pick six, just like we saw last week. I, I've been saying, oh, Rams bounce back almost like every week. And I kind of this – I got tired of saying it. So, I, I expect this Cowboys defense to show up. Cooper Rush has looked great. And I, I think they sneak out another win here as a big underdog on the road. If the if the Eagles weren't playing so well, I'd really expect this Cowboys team to just figure out what they're doing right now and then just take that into win take that onto the season and win this division. So this Cowboy team is a good team and I wanna pick them, but I think I'll trust the Rams on one more bounce back game. Just one more. Gotta let it ride. But the only team they've looked remotely good against is the Falcons to me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, two more games left. We got the Sunday night football game. Ravens hosting the Bengals here. One of the three and a half Ravens are favored by a little bit over a field goal. How do you see it as going? Is Joe Burrow going to smoke them boys? Is is Lamar going to put a, continue to go on his dominant run? I'm actually looking forward to this game. I think Lamar and the Ravens have something to prove because they got fucked up twice by this Bengals team last year. So with them having something to prove and them not really one. Bateman is out and Justin Houston's out for the Ravens. That was uh came out today. But this Bengals offense is looking like they're about to they're about to turn it up again. Like I these last couple of weeks, I feel like we're we wait we're waiting on them to make a statement win and this is their chance Sunday night front of everybody. Let's beat Lamar. But I don't I don't trust Lamar when it comes to losing two times in a row. The way that they lost last week against the, um, the Bills, they should have won that game. They stayed stagnant. I think this is the week that they get everything together. Like, this is – even though the um, they're missing it, I think one thing that's big is that they're still missing their left tackle. He's a left – Yeah, no, the, their second – their backup and third stringer got hurt. But Ronnie Stanley, he was on course to play last week, so maybe he plays this week. But we don't really know. He's still up in the air. And this- this this Bengals defense do got some hitters. They got Trevor Hubbard. They got um Ray Hawk, uh, uh Ray Hendrickson. Hendrickson. So they got some ballers on defense. So that's gonna be interesting. They can exploit that and make it uncomfortable for Lamar. But I really want to see this as a get back game for Lamar. He's always looked good on Sunday night. He, I watched him beat the Page Tom Brady. I watched him beat Pat Pat Mahomes Sunday night. So let's see if he can. They can get this win back and show that though this is their division against the Bengals. But if the Bengals were to win this game, I really feel like they would turn it up and they kind of pick up the pace, pick up steam again. Yeah, I mean, like yes, I agree. Revenge game for the Ravens. Burrow dropped nine hundred on like nine hundred yards on them last year in those two games. First game, Lamar was winning like seventeen thirteen. He gets hurt, and then Burrow wins that game. Goes crazy that second half. Second game, they have. Jack, Jack Johnson or Josh Johnson as their quarterback. It wasn't even Tyler Huntley. Huntley got hurt. So then they end up really getting smoked by that game. So people are going to try and tell you, oh, the Bengals own them. The Bengals killed them. They were, you didn't see Lamar last year. Like, this is now Lamar's turn to take over. Who did the Bengals play while we was at the Dolphins last year? Was it the Ravens or was it the Chiefs? Or was it the Titans? It was either because the Chiefs, they also had an insane game against 430-something. I believe it was the Ravens because Chiefs, I believe, was like week 14, week 13. They're late. And that was, the, that was the game that Jamar Chase went to another level. Yes. So we'll see what this um Ravens defense, if they remember that. Because they've been looking pretty pretty solid against some pretty good um offenses. Yeah, and, I, and uh, the, I also just also think uh, – Burrow, yeah, he threw four picks week one, hasn't thrown one since. And I think this he's just due. Like like this, I think Ravens are gonna they their defense remembers. I think Humphrey or Ronna Peters, one of them comes out with an interception here. What about um the court the um, Kyle Hamilton? How's he been doing this year? He's actually hasn't looked too bad, but this whole all defense has been their worst pass defense or second worst pass defense in yardage right now. So like no one's giving anyone credit right now, but it's also like, it's been early two or through 400 and something. And that like, it's kind of, the numbers are kind of skewed. We'll see by week 10 if they're really the worst. Okay. We're both on the Ravens. I believe so. Uh, next game Raiders versus chiefs Monday night football chiefs are at home. I'm just going to point out, I've heard it a couple of times. People keep saying, "Oh, y'all remember when Derek Carr and the Raiders beat them that one year? Like they had a they built a team that can lead. Like they might lose to all these other teams, but they built a team to be able to beat the Chiefs in particular." Blah 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 blah. Since Mahomes is the quarterback, they're eight and two against this Raiders team with Derek Carr. They beat uh, last year because it was two years ago when they beat them when the Raiders beat them, and everyone's making all that fuss about oh the Raiders might have to answer for the Chiefs. Last year, they beat them on average of 30 points per game in those two meetings. I'm pretty sure Andy Reid and Mahomes remember all those headlines and remember all those, oh, the close game and they lost in overtime. And they circled this Raiders meeting almost every year. Like, all right, we can't let those narratives come out again. We're going to smoke these boys anytime we see them. 
Then I said, every time they beat them, it's a big deal because they beat them the first time when they was trying to go on 16 and 0, when they went 15 and 1 or like 14. And the Raiders were like 1 and 4 at that time. Mm-hmm. I remember being at work and watching that game like, damn, that's crazy. And then the second time they meet, it's either they lost the first time, but it was like 40 to 41 on some real close shit. And then the second time the Raiders beat them or vice versa. But both times that year was real close. And since then, it's just been ass whoopings the Chiefs have given them. So I people want to lean into the narrative, oh, the Raiders, they keep it close. No, they do not. There's a reason why they spread seven and a half. They want people to spread the seven and a half because they, oh, I, I get to keep, as long as they keep it within the touchdown, it ain't going to be within a touchdown. And their left tackle for the Raiders just got, uh, he's out. Um, he got hurt in practice. I think he tore his ACL. I'm telling the Chiefs are looking mighty, mighty again. That's scary. Yeah. I'm so, I mean, do you do you think it's gonna be close? Or are you are you? No, I think this is gonna be close. But I, I think there's um, I just want plays to be made. I need I need Josh Jacobs to figure something out. And but they, it looks like they're gonna be running. They're gonna be throwing this motherfucker when he's down, motherfucker twenty four in the fucking third quarter. So. We'll see how this goes, but it's going to be not a slaughter, but it's not going to be close. We just saw what this team did to the Bucks. It's not going to be close. They're going to stay greedy the whole time and try to score a touchdown in every quarter. Yeah, and you're at home against with the, against the Raiders. I think it'll be a big one. Before we move into the, the segments, we, we have to hop back into Eagles hosting the Cardinals. Oh, no, my bad. I had it backwards. Cardinals hosting the Eagles here. Eagles are favorited by what? Five, yeah, five points. Five point five. How do you see this going? Is it Kyler versus Jalen Hurts? Is it like defenses balling? What's up? I think it's Sirianni versus um Kingsbury versus Kingsbury in this one. Who's gonna Sirianni? Got to run it down their throat, but you gotta put it. Gotta get vertical with them. Gotta make them look crazy. And this Eagle teams look phenomenal. I think they're due for an L. But the biggest thing I like about this matchup is that. In my opinion, I think Jalen Hurts is who I thought Kyler Murray was when it comes to just being a, a, it, as a if you Jalen Hurts and them, they both have similar play styles, but you don't really see, like, I don't really feel like Jalen Hurts relies on his, on making these crazy plays with his feet. I feel like he just makes good plays on his feet. I feel like he's a great leader and I feel like he, um, and he'll he'll make those plays with his um with his receivers. Like I think Kyler Murray is spectacular because it's accurate. He'll make the throws. He'll take those big risks. He takes it down the field. He'll take it down the field and he'll run all over your ass. But Jalen Hurts is in a system that was built for him versus Tyler versus Kyler Murray just going going against the system because he is like that. So I love the Eagles in this matchup. But I want to see what Sirianni versus Kingsbury like what these what they can do well, this. When Kyler Murray came in, is the, the reason why they blocked Kingsbury in was because Kingsbury ran an air raid offense, which is the offense that uh, Kyler Murray ran in uh, college. So they brought in the coach for him. Like, so they did make a scheme specifically for Kyler Murray. My biggest, I agree with everything you're saying, that Jalen Hurts is the dog and Kyler Murray is the pup. And the, the big difference is, Everything is like everything you hear about Kyler Murray is him not being a leader, him not being able to like be like just be the, the voice in that in that locker room, all that stuff, the control to everything. Whereas Hertz, everything you hear coming out of there is like Hertz is the leader. Like Hertz is the vo- like Hertz, oh, doesn't matter when lost anything. Like he he that that's the guy. And the other thing is Kyler, I'm I say they win games when Kyler can run, but I've always said Kyler's too small to be able to run 15 times a game because if he gets hit by a linebacker and tweaks an ankle, he's like we've seen in his rookie season, seen in the second season. When he gets hurt throughout the year, he doesn't play the same and they start losing. Jalen Hurts, that boy can squat 500, 600 pounds. That boy goes in the weight room. That boy be lifting. That boy can take those hits. He's bigger. He's stronger. Like, so he can run 15 times a game and go through somebody if need to be. We saw it earlier this year when they had three guys on him. He's like at the five-yard line, and he just fucking, oh, touchdown. Like, get off me. And you've seen it last week with that hit he took when he um went into the end zone. And he, I'm thinking he's going to die. He went into the seat. So after um, the ball comes, I'm thinking he's dead. He literally gets up like, yeah. And I was like, what is he doing? What is he doing, Paolo? Yeah, that, those are the – 
they the first train for a minute. I was just told, I was like, damn, the Paul Loki called this. Paul saw his potential. And uh, I'm saying now, none of these QBs that got the bag this offseason is playing good. They all play like shit. Kyler, Russ, Watson, to be determined. But they all have been playing. Like, you gave these $200 million bags for what? For this? And now everybody got to get a $200 million bag after that. Yeah. Y'all fucked the game up for this. That's how they got y'all. They're like, oh, got him. Now if Watson comes and stinks the, stinks up the bed, it don't even matter. It's like, oh, welcome to the boat. On to our favorite segment, though. Kev, you got to keep the mojo running. We can't switch it up. You went 3-0. and I went, uh, like, 2-1 and or whatever. So what's your locks and what's your dog this week? So my strategy this week, because you made a great point when you said, when we be picking, like, the games we know, is gonna, we think we know it's going to be, like, the Chiefs versus the Colts. We think, oh, no, nah, there's no way this can't go that way. Like, that's when we get burnt. Like, that's when we usually get burnt. So, like, I'm always trying to look for the games that like I don't really know for sure. Like if if I had if maybe if there were some less injuries and I had a little more faith in the Lions defense, I would pick the Lions. The Lions versus the Patriots, like those games, those like either or. Like let me see if the team can set something up. So this week my locks are going to be very interesting because I never thought I'd do something like this. But I got the Jaguars plus seven against um Texans. So the Jaguars minus seven. Yeah, mine is here. Uh, I'm a tease at a plus seven. This <laughs> is teasing. This is damn. That's all tease, baby. But um, and then I got the Eagles over the Cardinals. I think Jalen Hurts is a monster. Start off five and zero, even though they are due for an L. But they're looking great right now. They're playing good, good team. They're playing great, and their schedule isn't that tough. Maybe they might face a little bit of adversity at some point in that game, but. Yeah, I like them to um, just keep the – just punch to get the lead and just punch it up and keep it. And then I think – what are we doing? Are we sharing dogs this week, man? Oh, uh, yeah. So, I'll hit, I'll hit my locks real quick before we announce the double double dog on them. My locks, we got the Dolphins. Uh, give me the spread or give me the money line. Don't matter. Teddy covers. Uh, but we own the Jets. The – we're a lot better team with offense defense we've been playing well zach wilson i don't believe in him i think we're really gonna show the world like he's gonna get sacked four times we're gonna look really good against this team other other lock 49ers should give me the minus six and a half since kev took jags minus seven give the minus six and a half on them boys just because this panthers team is arguably the worst up there with the colts and the bears as like the worst offense going on and at least they can blame like old quarterbacks or shitty quarterback. You y'all have a twenty million dollar quarterback that y'all traded for. Y'all got nothing to do but blame yourself. That's tragic. That's a good. That's a good. Um, that's a good lock though. And uh, so we got a double dog. First time we both are double dipping here into the same pool. We both feel good about this team right here. I let Kev announce it since I I broke it down for the picks. I'm gonna let him announce it for the dog. So we're gonna take. Good old cousin Carl. Carl Wentz this week as a double dog. So please don't embarrass us, Carson. We we want to John, what do we call him? Crash on site Wentz. Crash on site Wentz. Carson Vick. Crackhead Wentz. It all it all fits. Like do your thing, man. Get this W against this Titans team that you guys match up very well with. But it's gonna be interesting if they lose this game because they're gonna start. This is the point in the season where they're gonna start calling for coaches' heads. They're looking for Frank Wright's head right now. Yeah, no facts. Well, should we we hit the locks? We hit the dog. Um, before we head out, I'm gonna try to make y'all boys some money real quick. I got my best bets of the week, all spread picks this weekend. First off, I'm just gonna look, the two I've already kind of broke down: 49ers minus six and a half, and Dolphins minus three and a half. I already kind of told y'all why. Another one: Packers minus eight at London. Um. Giants had one of the worst rush defenses. They're going to get the run game going. And when the run game gets going for Aaron Rodgers, there's, there's nothing you can do against this Packers team. Then they start making the passes. They start making easy throws. And their defense has absolutely been balling right now. And uh, hurt Danny Dimes, no way I'm, I'm betting. I'm betting against him every time. Patriots minus three. This is just because Bill Belichick against a 
the worst defense in NFL right now, the Lions. They're going to run it all over them, control time of possession. Jared Goff looked good against the second worst defense, the Seahawks, last week. People have been riding this Jared Goff train, and like, oh, they look. They also got no Swift, um, St. Brown, fifty-fifty. Uh, second wide receiver chalk is out, so they had. They're still hurt, and if there's a coach that I'm going to bet in a small spread like three, it's going to be Bill Belichick and his rushing offense. Bailey Zapp's going to look phenomenal out there, just making easy throws, just similar to like how the Packers are going to beat the Giants. Bro, Boston Connor would fuck with you so heavy right now. I heard that. I was watching the Pat McAfee show, and he. And like you know how they got um is it not Zito um is it Zito that's the Lions fan? Oh uh, no, Foxy. Foxy's the Lions fan, so Foxy was trying to like self handicap a little bit, and you could just tell Boston Carter was getting upset because only AJ Hawk picked um the Lions. Everybody else was like, nah, I'm take I'm taking off uh, pick the pack. Everybody else, was, I'm taking the Lions. He was like, come on, it's Bill Belichick against Jared Goff. I remember last year it was the Texans versus the Patriots, and Texans kept it kind of close, but then eventually, second half, the Patriots are still running the ball, controlling possession, won the game. So that's how I see this going. My, I have a bonus lock. I'm going to make a six this week. Chiefs minus seven. They own the Raiders. They have killed them last two, uh, last two games last year after they kept it close that first time. Eight and two since Mahomes played against his Raiders. Um, the Raiders just lost their left tackle, tore an ACL in practice yesterday. This Chiefs, they're uh, Chris Jones and the rookie George Kalafkis. They're going to destroy that offensive line. The, the Raiders' offensive line didn't look good to begin with. So, yeah, Chiefs are going to run it up here. Uh, no cap. It's going to be a good weekend of football, man. But that's everything, dog. I have one, one more thing. I got my prop bets this week. Just because I've been riding a hot hand, I was like, fuck it. I got to give the people some money. I'm trying to help you. Let me know, man. I got, I'm pouring up a shot since it's a new segment, so cheers, my people. Hey, man, D-Gen, D-Gen, what that is? D-Gen's only prop bets right here. Uh-huh. I got seven, so I'm going to try to run quick them as quick as possible. Carson Wentz, over 238 passing yards. Titans, bottom five pass defense. Washington had a rough two weeks against uh, Dallas and Eagles uh, D-lines. Wentz didn't have no time. I expect them to have time against the poorest Titans pass rushing offense. So Wentz is going to look good here. Over 238, kind of easy. Stafford over half a pick. That's an auto pick, all right? He's he's thrown six within four weeks, all right? So he's going to throw another one, probably to Tavon Diggs. Mika Parsons is going to create havoc against that shitty O-line. Joe Burrow over a pick. This Ravens offense is tied for the most interceptions this year with seven. Seven in four weeks, they find a way to get the ball. Joe Burrow hasn't thrown one in three weeks. He threw four week one. I expect it, especially a divisional game, it's going to be – he might try those deep shots with Jamar Chase. That Ravens defense is going to be ready for it. They saw it last year. Their bounce back revenge game. They're going to – I think they get a pick here. James Robinson, over 62 and a half rushing yards. This man's like top ten in rushing yards right now. Second worst rushing defense is Houston that he's going up against that lets up 150 yards. Robinson's going to get over 62 yards. He's done that three or four games against better opposition. This is just way too – like this line's way too small. Free money, free money. Should have been at 80 yards, 85. So that's 62, I'm, I'm hammering that one. My last two are the unders. I got Jeff Wilson, the running back for the 49ers, to go under 67 and a half yards. Panthers got a good rush defense, good defense all around. No Trent Williams, no backup left tackle for them either. They're gonna their O lines hurt. Panthers held James Conner to 55 yards, Camaro to 61, Barkley to 72 on 21 carries. Only Nick Chubb had a good game against them, but that's Nick Chubb. Jeff Wilson's not Nick Chubb. Under 67 and a half yards. I expect that to happen. And Michael Carter, the Jets running back to go under 30 and a half yards. Reese Hall, the rookie, there's a reason why they spent the high draft pick on him. He's starting to be involved a lot more. He's taken over most of the carries, most of the targets. He's a lot better runner, it's looking like. And I expect the Dolphins' interior D-line, which looked really good so far, to own this Jets O-line that's banged up. Like, they're on their third or fourth left tackle. And Dolphins, I think, take an early lead. Once you take an early lead, there's not going to be much rushing opportunities left. So over under 30 and a half yards for him. And those are my seven prop bets of the week. I went three and one on the Thursday night games. Hopefully we can ride this hot hand this weekend, boys.
That's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of game you give it out right there. You doing that for a free? Free game, bro. And, and tell them, bro. They, I haven't had a losing week yet. So even though I'm not hitting a hundred percent, you're making money. Maybe make some bigger bets. You just gave thirteen bets up, bro. Like, that's amazing. That's fine. But it's about that time, man. Yes, sir. Break it down for him, boy. Send us out. So, hey, man, if you didn't know, I don't mind telling you again, you bitch, that this has been the Totally Blitz Podcast, NFL Week 5, previews and picks. We got you. We gave you your best bets, your motherfucking prop bet. And we told you what it is and what it isn't going to be, man. But we got to go get ready because football is at 9.30 in the morning again, top of the morning. We in London with it across the pond. And we're going to fuck with y'all later. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, follow us on Twitter, totally underscore blitz. And make sure you keep up with us, man. Drop a like, comment, and let's see. Let us know if you ever hit up bets, man. But if you don't know, we're going to tell you one more time that you's a bitch. Totally blitz country. Let's ride. This ain't not new. It ain't season my 